0: The Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Ella we are back. All three of us. Ted, Drew, and Dave. However, Ted is not in the picture at this time. There he is. How you doing, Ted? <laughs> if I was any better, I'd be against the law. Let's light this candle. Let's talk through first. Okay. Now, we are set up, ready to go. We are moving into the week where we are flying out to LA, the left coast, home of sunshine and smog, to play in or at the soccer pitch against the Los Angeles
1: Chargers.
0: How you doing, Drew?
1: Oh jeez, not feeling good about this game, you guys. <laughs> Telling you. That classic. Vikings drop the ball and take a big dipsy doodle right in the middle of the field. <laughs> it does, dude. It feels like I'm not feeling good about it. You guys, or uh, Dave at least, was kind of worried about last week being. This is a trap game surrounded by a minefield. Well, I, I, have, crunch, I crunch the numbers. It's not, it's kind of scary.
0: I have one key to victory,
1: but I'll hold that for later. The deep pass? Nope. We already heard that. Nope. One. Nope, 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 nope. 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 No. No, but however, that still works. And by the way, no one cares what I'm doing. Let's light this candle. <laughs> the famous, the, the famous Ted Glover is here, Susan Sarandon's here, David Stefano's here, the Shag Carpet's here. Let's get into this Chargers game. You want my thoughts on it? Let's yeah. go. Let's light this candle. My good friend says. Listen, the first thing you have to be aware of is the Chargers are not a five and eight team. They're not a five and eight team. The Chargers are an eight and five or a nine and four team, statistically. The Chargers and Vikings are within 11 yards of each other offensively. The Chargers, much like the Vikings, and this kind of goes back through the years. I mean, I was, I was raised in San Diego, so I'm really familiar with the San Diego fanship and been to the Murf, Jack Murphy Stadium a bunch of times. I grew up in that atmosphere. My brother, A couple of my brothers are big Charger fans. The Chargers are the Vikings of the AFC, always on the edge, Always always making some kind of run or making it interesting. They're not scrubs, but when it comes to the big, crucial moment, they fall apart. They've done it a, a bunch of times. They're even doing it this year. The game a couple weeks ago against the Broncos, how they lost that on the, the penalty. That's typical Chargers. Broncos threw a long pass, hope for a penalty. They get it, kick a field goal, game's over. And I hear it from my brother all the time, and it goes back and forth. And we're kind of in the same boat. But what San Diego put up last week was – hitting their stride. The dismantling they did to Jacksonville. Oh, man. I mean, the, San Diego is not a 5-8 and eight team and I'm not sure what we're walking into, but it feels to me like a buzzsaw. Uh,
2: <clears throat> ambush is kind of the word I was thinking. Um, you know, you, you look at what, the one thing I think that, that gives the Vikings an advantage is that the Chargers all season have done something really stupid at an inopportune time.
1: Yes, I will agree with that. Yes, the
2: the Vikings were for a while. They've gotten much better at that, um, and they're also the, the Chargers. Phillip Rivers is not having a good year. He he is not having a good year for Philip Rivers that that we would expect, and, and they give up a lot of turnovers. and And the, the Vikings defense in the last couple of weeks has gotten uh, a lot better in, in taking away the ball, taking the ball away. And, uh, and I just, I just think, especially after that encouraging performance against Detroit last week, uh, I think the Vikings will be okay, but I, I completely understand the hesitation
1: in entering this game. These, these two teams, Uh, Talk about making a big mistake or imploding. They're very similar along those lines. I expect this one to come down to the fourth quarter, and whichever team doesn't make the biggest mistakes is probably going to win. I mean, that sounds kind of cliche, but Philip Rivers has flashes of brilliance, but he always seems to throw things away at the last second. And they do turn the ball over. They're minus 10, like you mentioned, Ted. But it's all about controlling those two backs, Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Last week the Chargers had 525 yards of offense, 27 first downs. Jeez. 300 of that were combined yards between Eckler and Gordon. Wow. They had. Are you kidding me? It's almost. It's almost. You have to watch their receiving skills as much as their rushing skills. Receiving, they had nine catches between them for 141 yards combined, and then combined rushing, they had another 156 for 297. I mean, it really does all come down to those two guys. When they get it, when they get it moving, when Eckler and Gordon get it moving, they do what they did to Jacksonville last week, which is a one-sided ass whooping. Right, but so, is that if, if you've got backs
0: that are catching balls like that, most of their coverage is by linebackers, is it not?
1: Yes. But the fact that they can hit you with either guy and they keep them on the field together really causes problems for the defense. It did for Jacksonville; they didn't know how to stop them. I think a lot of that. And I I don't mean to try and downplay
2: how well – I still want to say San Diego. Follow well San Chargers,
1: Diego, that's what I'm calling them
2: today. As, as how well the Chargers played. But the, the Jaguars look and feel like a team that's just kind of – they're ready for the offseason. I mean, I, I watched that, a little bit of that true. game uh, on, on their Red Zone channel, and they just – their body language and, and the level of emotion they had in that game was like a team that's just, just going through – season.
1: And they were like and I, I agree. They were like twenty second in defense. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So I and
2: I the one thing I, I'm also very encouraged about is the Vikings defensive performance last week against Detroit. That that was um that was a, a a good performance as much as it was I think a confidence builder for the Vikings themselves. Because the Lions, yeah it was a rookie quarterback and and Blau but um they played very good defense against a uh, a top ten Offense in of the NFL, and I—that gives me hope going through to this game, and then uh, the other two games, the Bears and the and the Packers game, uh, to finish out the season. So maybe they got their mojo back a little bit next week, and and they're better late than never, but figuring it out just in time for a, you know, this final three game stretch run.
1: Uh, I have to agree with all that, but it, it, again. We're going on the road in a big game. Outdoors, on grass. Listen, three out of the four defeats the Vikings have had, Ted and Dave. That's you two guys. Um, (laughs) Three out of the four losses they've had, the Minnesota Vikings have had the ball at the end with a chance to win. Up in Lambeau, they had the ball. They threw the pick in the end zone. We all know what happened to Arrowhead. It was tied. We had the ball with the shit drive to you know, whatever. And then we had the game in Seattle where we were down 4 we had, but we had the ball yeah. in the last drive so that's three times that's three So the Vikings are 9 and 4 they can easily be what 11 2 themselves yeah. so if this it's outdoors everything Dave just said if it comes down to whoever's having the ball last our biggest advantage may be that we're playing the Chargers who implode that may be our best thing <laughs> we're playing a team that 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 seems to make these shoot themselves in the foot as much as we have in the past so well, they have, all their about it. all their
0: losses this year, I think, I think all of them have been with under, under a score. Yeah, well, the, every single one of their losses has been a one score
2: loss. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched three of their their endings, and every single one of them, Philip Rivers had the ball
0: <laughs> with the chance to win the game, and he threw in an interception. Right, or, every single one. And one of the other ones, the field goal kicker misses. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and it's which is
1: kind of like us having the ball last, yeah, so maybe it's, it's, it is to not have the ball last. who's going to give it away? It's not going to. It's not who's going to win. Who's going to give it away? <laughs> you look at it offensively and defensively, guys. They rank higher in both categories than us overall. Well, give us the the NFL numbers. The Vikings offense is eleventh. The Chargers offense is tenth. The Vikings defense is fourteenth, and here's the shocker. The Chargers' defense overall is fourth in the NFL right now, fourth, and they're five and eight. Really? That's they're fourth points against they're, right. They're fourth overall. They're fourth against the pass. They're seventeenth against the rush, and they're eighth score and giving up twenty points a game.
2: So well, what's their turnover? It's their turnover margin. They've got a really bad turnover margin, their though, right? The
1: turnovers to kill them. They're minus ten. Yeah. And we're a plus five. And I'm not math. I'm not a math whiz, but that's good. <laughs> they give, they're giving away games at the end and they're giving away on turnovers but you know offensively they're the fifth best passing team in the league they're they're in the 20s on the rush end of it but once they get that passing shut get find somebody way to shut down rivers that's always the that's always with san diego we've handled rivers in the past zimmers handled them he keeps them in the pocket and he he forces passes all the time and, i'm just his- worried about those guys i'm worried about gordon and eckler coming out from all directions and burning the shit out of our linebackers or whatever
2: and rivers is also at the point in his career where i mean he was never much
1: of a <clears throat> guy that moves in
2: the pocket he's even more stationary now and I, I think the vikings defensive line now that linval joseph i think one of the things we really didn't talk about last week is how much linval joseph his his return and i think he's all about healthy now he um
0: yeah, he, improved he was really, really last good last week, week versus the week before. Yes, he got some push and he got movement.
2: If if Joseph is back and, and can push the middle of that line, and Rivers is not going to be able to avoid getting out of the pocket and, and getting away from Daniil Hunter or Everson Griffin. And I think that really um, is a big advantage for the Vikings.
1: I think that's more than the advantage, that's probably the key. Probably, because yeah. the deal with Rivers is Rivers works that middle of the field. He did it with Gates for all those years. You give him enough time. You don't give him any middle pressure. He's going to kill you over the middle with the backs and with the tight end. You rush just like Brady. Rivers hates that center pressure. If you do pressure yeah. him in the middle, but he'll throw. Instead of throwing it away, he'll throw it to your guys. He yeah. throws a lot of picks. That guy. He he won't. He won't.
2: He doesn't like to give up a down, and he'll try and make something out of nothing. When there's less than nothing, mm-hmm. and a, and a guy like where Aaron Rodgers can pull it off, um, I don't think Rivers can anymore. I, I I've watched him throw his his throwing motion has always been a little bojankety. Yeah. and I don't think he's got the zip on a, on the ball that he had maybe three or four years ago, uh, which I think is one of the reasons why he's he's got so many more interceptions this year. He's he's still fearless, and that's good, but he never had an arm like Brett Favre, for example. And now he's, what, 36, 37. He's lost a little bit of velocity. throws that that he made two and three years ago are now getting intercepted, which I I think is what's – and I kind of think we can expect that or hope for that. We'll
1: see. The one thing Rivers does have going for him, and he's kind of an annoying player to watch over the years, is he's competitive as shit. That guy, he could be down 30 to 10 with eight minutes left, and he's running around. Screaming at people. He wants to, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to douse the fire on that dude, even though he makes a lot of mistakes. No lead is safe with Rivers, I don't think.
0: Well, and Mike Zimmer told a story about how he'll come over and yell at Zimmer. And he has in the past where he's come over to the sideline and gone, You call that a blitz? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess you can say that when you have 19 children. That could be. <laughs> What's Ted? What, Ted, how's our defense going to come out? I mean, that's kind of what this comes down to. Going, I'm already worried about getting on the going out to the West Coast, playing, and you know, all that stuff. But doesn't it really come down to the defense? We have to continue what we did against the Lions, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and that's why I go back to a, an important game for the Vikings. Not
2: only you had to win late in the year and all that stuff, but the way the way the defense played, they they were just. Dominant. I, I I think I mentioned it in when we did our in the raw that although the game started out a little bit slow, uh, the the Vikings offense it took a couple drives to get in the end zone. I never once felt like the Vikings were uh, in danger of losing the lead or the game. They just felt like they were in complete control the whole time, and and a lot of that had to do with the way the defense played. It was it was a vintage Mike Zimmer performance on defense, which. I, I would argue I don't know that we have seen yet this year until that that Lions game they they were the Raiders game they were pretty good the Falcons game they were pretty good although the Falcons got yards it was more of a a couple red zone turnovers I think that that was the difference in that game going back to the beginning of the year if I'm trying to remember that far back can't remember what I did on Tuesday for goodness sakes but uh, <laughs> all <laughs> Tigers, why, this is great it, it's it's one it was it, it was. One of those performances that reminded me of, of 2015, 2016, 2017, where it just felt like no matter what the opponent did, they weren't going to crack the code of what Mike Zimmer was throwing at him. And I, I, I think that was important to show that th- this defense is still capable of that because they have they have really good players. They've been saying all year, we're in position. We're just not closing the deal. We're not making the play when the play is there for to be made. and And last week they made the play. So maybe – you know, maybe the, the, the switch is flipped or, or something happened in practice and now they can carry it over these last three games. Because if they can, man, if you have a defense like that and an offense that's playing as well as it is, Vikings are going to be a tough out in the postseason, assuming they even get
0: there. Mike like said yesterday or today, the Vikings have yet to play their best football of this season,
1: and they are getting there. Thanks, so, Mike. need to play better? <laughs> you know what? I could have some extra incentive because by the time our game starts, when I say our, I mean all of us—we're one big family, baby. Right. That the the Bears will have beaten that team for Wisconsin, so we'll yes. be playing the Chargers for first place. Mm-hmm. Because the Bears game's on before ours, we need the Bears are going to beat them. We're going to beat the Chargers, and they we'll be tied going into the big showdown next week. That's kind of how I'm hoping it plays out. That'd yeah, will
0: awesome. make up. A- In the raw, even more special. Now, Courtney Cronin asked Zimmer about the rotation of the defensive backs. And this last game that we're just talking about, how the defense played better, they were doing a rotation. And of course, Mike wouldn't answer. And he he said, I'm not going to answer you. Um, But I think that rotating the defensive backs getting in fresh legs getting in fresh eyeballs right has helped the entirety of the defense and it did it showed last week they played a lot better and i fully expect we'll see that the rest of the season
2: yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it one yeah. thing i learned in the army that I, and i've taken with me my whole life if it ain't broke don't fix it and you're absolutely right that's that's a that's a great point dave um when and it and it seems weird because you know, you think you, you've got your top two corners. You should be out on the field all the time. But I would argue that they're kind of – Hughes has played and, – and I think the reason that they went to that rotation is because Mike Hughes is playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, from that Seattle game, was it Seattle where he gave up 15 catches for right. 352,000 yards or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, since that game, you know, he's kind of figured it out. And I I think a lot of it might have had to do with him still – And healthy from his knee although it was rehabbed and all that you still you still have stuff you got to work through
0: yeah it's still here.
2: we'll we'll see we'll see what happens i i I agree with it It, it's working it worked last week i think it can work again and that also goes back to holton hill who he didn't play a whole lot of snaps but but when he was in i don't know about you guys but i'm like oh hey holton hill just made another play
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: so it's good and it messes with quarterbacks because they're like wait a minute the, that's the wrong number, or messes with receivers. Receivers are sitting there going, I can beat Xavier Rhodes by doing this, right? And then suddenly they line up and it's Holton Hill, and they're going, I didn't study Holton Hill's tape. Yeah. Right? So it, it adds that extra unknown or that extra confusion factor, which Mike Zimmer's defense is famous for, is adding that confusion and when he's on top, and they're confusing everybody, whether it be you know linebackers in the gaps or whatever it is, it works beautifully and it dominates. Throw that a uh, dominating defense, and our offense that's producing 30 plus points a game, you know, for the most part, you can it's gonna be scary. And speaking of the offense. It does look, even though it's li- he's shown limited on the injury report, that we're getting Adam Thielen back. Yeah, that'll be huge. At. That although I will
2: say uh, on the injury report today they showed, well Alexander Madison hasn't practiced uh, the last two days. He's got an ankle injury. Cook. Cook has been a full participant, but he's still nursing that chest or shoulder injury or whatever it is. Um, with Thielen coming back, that's great, but I'm a running back depth because it, it seems like if Madison, although Madison said he's going to play, and you know, that's what they all say, we'll find out Sunday. But well, Madison didn't practice. If, if Madison is a no go and Cook takes one good shot and has to sit out for a while, Boys, we're down. We're down to the Mike Boone show.
0: It's, I think it's okay. Uh, if you also and learn, not to,
2: yeah, not to disparage Mike Boone, but that would be a significant downgrade from oh, yeah. Cook or Madison, who I think Madison has played an exceptional role in the a, a, a exceptional job in the Latavius Murray role that we were all very concerned about coming into the season. So, uh,
0: I saw two people went on the report today. Uh, Curse. I believe it was with a toe and
1: uh Yeah, those usually linger. I don't think I'm not feeling too good about him coming back at all the next month.
0: Yeah, if it's turf toe, that's a that's a sprained yeah. toe. And that's those
1: are yeah. oh, um, man.
0: and BC Johnson.
2: Yeah, well
0: see he yeah. was limited though. He, he no, I think it was a uh, do not or, uh and I don't have it up. I think he was a do not or did not practice, but I think his was an ankle as well. But I'd have to look. But those two came onto the report today, which we did not want.
2: So, well, I mean, with Thielen coming back, assuming assuming he does, that'll be a huge lift for the offense. I mm-hmm. I, I think a couple of those games, uh, the Kansas City game, possibly the Seattle game, Thielen could have been a difference maker. Could. Could it have been the difference between winning and losing? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Thielen is a guy that can make plays. You get the ball in his hands, and all of a sudden, a a 10-yard square in is now a 75-yard touchdown.
0: So we'll see what happens. Right, and with Thielen in, having Thielen and Diggs, that means defenses usually will play. pay attention to both of those guys. Good point. Which opens up the
1: run game. Just, just reading my mind, man. I was going to say, you know who's happiest about Thielen coming back? Cooker. <laughs> Cooker, right? Because the coordinators it, have to be ready for Diggs and Thielen. It's a right. Huge, it's exactly. A huge
0: because if you don't cover Diggs and Thielen, cook Cook should have a a big day. And oh. Should, and is get his yards per carry since Thielen went out. His yards per carry dropped to four point three yards per carry. I think it was the stat. Dropped. Uh, dropped. Yeah, but... And bring him back... Five and a half or
1: something? Nine?
0: (laughs) No, it was higher than... that. It was over five, if I remember correctly. It was close to six. And and if... Bring him back, if those numbers go back up, that's sweet. That is... And especially this time of year, as we get better and better in December, which is the key, we go three and out and get better and better, We'll be a force to reckon with in the playoffs. Yeah, but we got to make the playoffs first. Got to make the playoffs. Now, there's there's a lot of scenarios that
2: the Vikings end up ten and six or even eleven and five home, and, and
0: hold and don't make the playoffs.
1: Yep, nope. the Rams are right on our tail, and the Rams are playing well. And they're but like playing, they're hot. Yes, they are.
2: A month ago, I thought the Rams were done. I thought,
1: I thought the six seed was pretty much in the
2: bag. It's it's not even remotely the case anymore. The Vikings have got to keep winning. Um, to make sure they get in the postseason. And hopefully catch Green Bay. And if nothing else.
1: Get a home playoff game. And that, that's kind of what I'm looking at guys for Sunday. I mean the Vikings. They have, they have a grasp on things right now. I want to see this team come out hungry. And wanting to take the fight to the Chargers. I don't want to come out and they'd be chasing the score down 14. And everybody's tentative. I want the second half like we played against the Broncos. That's Vikings football. That that, let Kirk Cousins go. Let him play. Let him mm-hmm. try to win the game. Don't stifle him and just because you want to run the clock out. Let Cousins go. Let yeah. him play.
0: Let's I talk think that's important. in the raw of how good a game Stefanski called. Right? If we're there on Sunday night saying, it was fantastic, whether it be done by the run, the pass, however he does it, we're going to be golden.
1: And that's what we need to do. I agree with you, Drew. I'm not, I'm not as sold on the corners, maybe as much as I heard everything. I agree with everything you guys just said, but the, the Vikings for me is when that front seven is snarling and snorting, and you got Kendricks running up the middle like a wild man and blouse shit in his pants. That's when the Vikings are really. Looking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Vikings defense gets started by the front seven. And that's, when the front seven doesn't play. When they're playing intense football and Griffin's doing and Hunter's doing the karate kick and they're going nuts, the corners seem to play, but the whole secondary plays better. But at all, if that front seven, if they keep the pressure up, we could just ride them right into the playoffs. But I'm just looking for overall intensity, guys. This is a big game. This is, is, a that huge... your, is that your red
2: flag <laughs> challenge, Drew <is your laughs> <money>? Bazzie? <laughs>
1: that the defense holds the chargers to 17 or less. that's my red flag. That's my challenge to the Vikings defense which they can do but just just don't get caught in these interference jump off sides. yeah just you know that feeling where it just starts snowballing and everything's going shitty. then Eckler runs around the corner for 60 yards and then this then they fumble and then you, know, you gotta stay away from all that but play with some confidence let, let cousins play. When Cousins does that play-action rollout and he hits digs on that 40-yard, let him do it. Yes. And mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're up on the third quarter, push it. Yep. Push push the envelope, baby. Let's do Keep it. Keep the take, gas pedal down. Take the game. Take it from the Chargers and make it in the fourth quarter where Rivers is on the sideline going, dag nabbit, we're down by 35. Take <laughs> it. Take it to them. Because you know what? The Rams aren't going to let up. The team from Chicago's not going to let up. They're all coming after us. So the Vikings... They don't need any help right now, and I don't want to finish the season needing help from other teams. If you need help from other teams, you're not a playoff team. Take care of the business yourselves, Vikings. Get out there and do it, and that's my challenge. Ted, you
2: got a challenge for today? I do. It's very similar. I, I, My, my challenge is prove to me starting Sunday and for the rest of the season that, that you are a, a team that is – uh, legitimately considered to be a Super Bowl contender by by setting the tempo, set the tempo on both sides of the ball. I did last week, and, and they they came out, they they took it to the Lions. Uh, from the moment the Lions came out and took the field, they went three and out, got a sack right away. I don't think the offense scored on the first drive, but I'm pretty sure they scored on the second drive, and and they pretty much just dis- they. They made Detroit react to what the Vikings were doing on both sides of the ball all afternoon. If they can do that, I really like this team because there are a lot of good players on both sides of the ball and they match up as well as anybody in the NFC. They can, they can play with Seattle. They can play with the 49ers. They can play with the Packers. And I firmly believe they are capable. They can play with the Saints. And I firmly believe they are capable of beating all four of those teams uh, when it gets when it gets to the postseason, but to get to the postseason, you have to prove you're worthy of being in the postseason. So I challenge the Vikings to prove your worthiness and kick the hell out of these last three and get to the dance.
0: <laughs> Dave's challenge is that the Vikings defense comes out hot. Playing and dominating in that first quarter, that they press their will, confuse the San or San Diego, go ahead Chargers offense. San Diego,
1: they'll always be San Diego, and
0: destroy their will to play the game. If they do that, we did it against New York. We did it against Oakland. They do that, they will have made a statement. And that's my key. That's my challenge to come did out it, there it, and win. They did it
1: against the Giants and the Raiders like we're supposed to be all sold on that. <laughs> well, hey.
0: <laughs> it just shows they can do it.
1: The Cowboys, they did it. They went on the road, and they won a big game. Let yeah, and the they Cowboys or anything, but that was a big win. And they, you know, sure we lost a couple, we we probably should have won, but it's all about where we're at right now. And I know Thielen coming back is huge for the team and everybody because he's a leader. I mean, Cousins is going to be fired up with that. Diggs is going to be fired up. Everybody in the offense is going to be fired up. I want to mention injuries. I think we're doing pretty well this year. Uh, two years ago, we had one starting offensive lineman at this point in the season.
2: Yeah.
1: And our offensive line is pretty much still intact. So I think we're doing pretty good with the big uglies up front. But, you know, I, Ted is absolutely right. Come out make a statement. Head, in, head into that that big divisional matchup next week with a giant win under your belt. Yeah. Prove to me. You're
2: not the Vikings of old prove to me. You're not looking past this game uh, towards the Packers game and the bears to finish out the season and then just ruin what you were aiming for and not taking this team seriously. Because they, like you mentioned, Drew, although they're a five, they're a five and eight team, they're not a five and eight team. They they have, they have a a lot of good players on both sides of the ball. They've just, played some fundamentally bad football that's cost them some games. So make them play like they have and end up this season five and nine when we walk out of L.A. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Bam! With that, guess what? It's time for trivia. Drew's Trivia Challenge, the Vikings versus San Diego version.
1: know the rules. Your record is 38. Your record's 38. That's pretty impressive. But we move on to the trivia with the Chargers and the Vikings. Okay, you guys ready? Let's go. go. Number one, who's won the most games in this series? Chargers. Wrong. It's split. Six and six. There you go. You get credit. Dave saved you on the mulligan. That was a trick question. They're tied. Six and six.
0: Now, what's so bad go? about that? There's a pattern. You play to win
1: the game.
0: Vikings lost the first one. San Diego won. uh, Vikings won the second. Nobody's ever had a winning streak in
1: this series. Yeah,
0: it's all one and one. It's lost, win, lost, win, lost, win. Vikings are the last one to win.
1: Well, since we're winners on this show and we want our team to win. We're going to get the streak. Start the streak. We're going to focus on the wins. We're going to go back now to the the six times that we did win against the Chargers. And what I'm going to do on the second question it is, uh, we're going to go back to each win in the year they were. And there's a possibility of four points on each question. I'm going to give you the year. I'm going to give you the score. And you're going to give me the two head coaches and the two starting quarterbacks for each game. Okay. You have a possibility of four points per question. Out of the six games, there's a possible four points per, for it's 24 points, if you nail them all. First time we won. Was 1975? Uh, who were the two starting quarterbacks and who were the coaches? Dan Fouts and Fran Tarkenton were the two co- were the quarterbacks. One is right. Fran was the quarterback. Uh, Bud Grant for the Vikings was the coach. Correct.
2: It wasn't Coriel yet. He was still with the Cardinals.
1: That is very correct. I thought you were going to go that route. Um, I can't remember who the Chargers coach is though.
0: Dave. Yep. Uh, I'm neither
1: blank. Tommy Prothrow? The great Tommy Prothrow was the coach and Jesse Freitas was the quarterback. The that couple.
2: seventy-five game, that was late in the year, wasn't it? Twenty eight
1: to thirteen in Minnesota.
2: Yeah, but can it I, was like in November.
1: Right. Right.
2: Can can I can we can we pause for just a minute for a Don Glover time? Don Glover story time. Let's, oh, do absolutely. It. This, Let's this was do it. Like, this this game, this nineteen seventy five game, was the first time my father ever took me to a Vikings game. The first time I ever saw the Vikings live. And before the game, uh, the Vikings were out. I don't know, for those of you that are too young to remember, Bud Grant would, at the Old Met Stadium, the, both teams were on the same sideline. And they, they came out of the, the, the dugouts. The Vikings came out of the first base dugout. And the, and the visiting team would come out of the third base dugout at the Old Met. And so before the game, I got to go. He, he would let me go down to like the railing. Mm-hmm. and because I was a little kid, everybody let me in front and I like got to high five. All the Vikings as they were coming out of the, Dude, that's out of the awesome. and they didn't, none of them had the, the, it was just their uniforms and they were all warming up and it was cold. And, uh, and, the, and the chargers were already out on the field. I'll never forget this. And so the Vikings are coming out. And they don't have any heat, nothing, nothing on. Right. And like the chargers kind of collectively and the Vikings are just going about their business. Like it's 75 degrees, a nice spring, spring day in, in, in the Bloomington Prairie. And the Chargers and the guys, you're just kind of some of them are huddled. A couple guys are over on the sideline by the heater. And they all just kind of look and they're <laughs> the like. The Vikings won that game just psychologically, like the minute they came out on the field. Wow. Never forget that. Anyway. okay, sorry.
1: That's awesome, dude. That was so the my first game my dad ever took me to. That's the Don Glover story. Yep. They were they were they were beaten before it even started.
2: And the Vikings had a big goal line stand. Uh in the second half and we were on the other end of the stadium and the only way we knew uh we were down we were down what would have been like the almost into the right field stance kind of down about the 20 yard line and the Chargers, the game was on the other end of the field and and the only way i could tell that the the chargers didn't score because they ran they ran in like into the middle of the teeth of the vikings defense four times was every time the people that were on the on the third base bleacher side as soon as the play the, the, the runner hit the pile they all stood up and started cheering and I knew that the guy hadn't scored a touchdown. So I started to sit up and start cheering. It was yeah. cool, man.
1: One of my fondest memories of my dad with, as a kid. I was in San Diego at the time. I remember when the plane flew back and they interviewed Donnie Woods. Remember the running back for the Chargers? Uh-huh. I think it was Don Woods or Bo Matthews, one of them. They asked him, Ted Leitner asked him, how about that weather in Minnesota? Oh, man, they hell with that weather. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that telecast. That's a great story. Thank you. So my, my trivia spurned on a Glover story. That's great. That's awesome. All right. Our next win in this 12-game 12, 12 matchup or whatever we had, our, our second win out of our six wins came in 1981 when we beat them in San Diego in a thriller, 33-31. to 31. I remember this game, too. So do I. So you got to give me the quarterbacks and the head coaches for each squad. 81 was
2: Tommy Kramer. Two-minute Tommy mm-hmm. Kramer.
1: And uh, 81 was still Bud
2: Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by 81, it, for the Chargers, it was Don Coryell and
1: Dan Fouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clean sweep on that 1981 year. That's excellent. Good job, Ted Glover. Smitty. All right, Smitty. <laughs> Smitty, the next time we won was 1985, four years later. We beat them in Minnesota 21-17. to 1985. Quarterbacks, head coaches for each team. 85. So
2: 85. That was Bud Grant when he returned after they fired Steckle.
1: I thought I would trick you up on that, but not you. Um.
2: So Bud Grant, and I think it was Tommy Kramer still. Yes, it was. Wow,
1: dude, you're kicking ass on this.
2: Um, for the
1: Chargers,
0: when did Corey L retire? It was probably still Dan Fouts as the
2: quarterback. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, Fouch, I'm, I'm still going to say Coriel. Yes, it was.
1: Right. I thought I would screw you guys up having the same people two consecutive games, but it did not. <laughs> well, that's a four there. And that's a four there. I want to go back to that. That 1981 game, Tommy Kramer had 444 and four touchdowns in the air. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And I think the Chargers, I can't remember the Chargers quarter. Well, it was Fouts, but he had over 400, I think that day too. But Kramer had a huge day. Uh. That's 4 and 4. Fouts started that game but did not finish. Matt Herman finished cuz we knocked Fouts out. Really? Yeah. So, clean sweep on the last two. So, we go to our fourth Vikings win in this series against San Diego it was 1999. 14 years after that. We didn't beat them for 14 years. Yeah, but we only played them 12 times total. Yeah. So, so, so give me the quarterbacks. This gets a little tougher here.
2: 99 would have been Denny – well, the coach was Denny Green.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: what? Come on, I know that, you're going to what, get what, this. What, what week was that game in 1999? I don't have that information in front of me. We beat him 35-27, to 27, though. Had to have been Jeff George, then. Ding, ding!
2: Because um, Randall yeah. Cunningham had been benched by it because he, he didn't have a good year.
1: That is correct. And you know, have think, any idea who the Chargers guys were?
2: Uh, Marty Schottenheimer was the coach?
1: No. Ah. Dave, you got a guess on the coach? Mike Riley, the old Oregon Riley. guy. Oregon State coach.
2: Was Stan Humphrey still their
1: quarterback? Nope. Nope. Hail to the. Harbaugh? Ah. Was Harbaugh? Harbaugh, really? Harbaugh threw for 404 that day against the Vikings. Did he really? <laughs>
0: I, you know, now that I, I've completely forgotten he was on the Chargers for a while. Yeah, Wasn't that the game, game where Chris Carter had like two receiving touchdowns? I think he, he
1: did. I don't have the box go in front of me, but I think he think he did have two in that game. So seven, eleven, thirteen out of twenty four. That is not bad. So on the first two questions, you got fourteen total. You got twenty four to go to tie your record. Now we move forward to 2007, the AP game. We all remember that 296, Joe.
0: 296, baby.
1: Quarterbacks and coaches, yell them out.
2: Quarterback for the Vikings was uh, Brooks Bollinger.
0: He was one of the two. Right. And
2: uh, in, in 07, you know who
1: the other one was? I don't think Bollinger started.
0: No, Bollinger came in in relief because
1: the starter got injured. I need the starters and the coach. Rivers Jackson, then. Okay,
2: that's correct. Um, and and the coach was uh, chilly.
1: Yeah, that's right. I was to say, wait a minute, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Chargers obviously are going to have the same quarterback the next two games. Uh,
2: yeah, Rivers was playing by then. Yeah, it was Philip
0: Rivers. Yes. Um, because he's one hundred and eight years old. Schottenheimer?
1: <laughs> no, our old buddy Norv Turner was the coach. Nor- Norv, Turner, and our last matchup—the last time we beat the Chargers, our sixth victory against them was 2015. Quarterback and coaches, please. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Teddy. <laughs> Teddy and Jim. Look at that, Grizz. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy and Jim, and then it would have been uh, Rivers still, right? And, uh,
1: oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who it Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy. Got seven there.
0: It's not that Teddy had a great game because he was lousy that game, but Adrian Peterson had a very good game.
1: So you're, you're sitting at 21 right now, going into question number three, which is not bad. Random question that I know you're not going to study on. Here we go. The Vikings have had 22 punters in their established time in the NFL since 1961. <laughs> punters are part of the game, guys. I knew you'd never look at the punters. Who the fuck looks at the punters? <laughs> but you get a point for every punter that ever punted for the Vikings. I Chris got a point. cluey. That's one. All right.
2: Neil Clabo.
1: That's another. Cluey. Um.
0: Colquitt, obviously. Colquitt.
1: Yes, Colquitt. Lock. Lock. Jeff Lock. True. Proud of UCLA. Um, Come on, (laughs) guys. I thought 22. I thought you. I I had you down for half. You get half these. Greg Coleman. Um, The longest-lasting Viking punter and the greatest punter we've ever had, Mr. Gregory Coleman.
2: Uh, uh, Igwebu Donald Igwebuke.
1: He's a kicker. Damn it! That's your mulligan. You can't miss anymore.
0: Bedick. That was in preseason.
1: Yeah, that's not a Bed-Vick. mulligan. I won't hold that one against you. <laughs> Come on, guys! Um, before
0: cold. Come
1: on, man.
2: It's just, it's a I got his putters. Dave's the special teams guy. Here. I know I am. Thought, I, thought he, and, I thought he knew. I thought he knew. you him took me totally off guard. Um. Was Who question. was the punter for the '98 team? Um, had the Snickers, kept the Snickers bar. Mitch Berger.
1: That is correct. Mitch Berger, um, 14th punter all time.
2: I'm dying over here, man. This is bad. I know.
0: I, I, I'm done.
2: That's that's all I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, you got us.
1: One, two, I three, will
0: study the punters five, and the six. kickers.
1: You got six out of twenty-two. I don't know what that grades in the army, but it's an F in my book. So that's that, that.
2: You know what that grades out? Infantry. You're going yeah. infantry, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just run through them real quick because I know you'll know some of these names. Uh, so some are unknown. Fred Cox punted one year. Of course. Get out of here, Bob yeah. Walden, he the old Steeler guy. I remember him? He punted. He punted for the Vikings. A guy named King Hill, King of the Road. Bob Lee punted uh, 67 times in 1969. What? Yep. And we all remember Mike Eyshide. He was the punter oh, back then. Like, yeah. Damn it. Now you're going to kick yourself. Bucky Scribner. Yes. Harry Sphincter New- Newsome. Harry Newsome. Mike Saxon. Saxon. Kyle Richardson. Eddie Johnson. Darren Bennett. Ryan Quigley and Matt Wilde. Quigley, Quigley and Wilde that was the guy i couldn't think of all right you're up to 27 you're 11 away from your record how are you feeling right now guys i don't know we'll see you got a possible 10 on this one vikings total career touchdowns non-quarterbacks total career touchdowns you get a point for everyone you can name who are the top 10 viking total touchdown getters
0: Total Adrian career Peterson. as a Viking or total
1: career as a career? Total career as a Viking.
0: Adrian Peterson.
1: He's two.
2: Chuck Foreman.
1: He's five. I'm giving you the order in which they came which they're done.
2: Peterson was two?
1: Right. Come on, there's one the obvious one's the first one. Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. No, he's three. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Carter with 110. He's number one. AP 102, Moss 93, Foreman 75. There's one more between. There's one more between. No, Robert Smith is not on the list. Really? We have one Mulligan left. There's one guy at number four and then six through ten. All-time Viking total touchdown. Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan is not on the list. Anthony Carter. Oh, Anthony Carter.
0: He's
1: well, you, you you get two mulligans if you don't. You, that's all you get, you, as long as you don't have any wrong ones. you that's right. Anthony Carter is right before, right after Chuck Foreman. Carter was He's number old six old. all time. You got number four, and then you got seven, eight, nine, and ten to go.
2: It's got to be an old school guy. Like it is an old school guy. Bill Brown.
1: That's correct. Billy Brown at 76 career touchdowns. Wow.
2: Boom Boom. They called him Boom Boom. So now we got 7 8 9 10 to go?
1: Yes. And no mulligans left.
2: Let's see. Um Boy. Osborne's got to be up there.
1: Yeah. You know? Is Percy on there? No. Where's Percy Harvin? Yeah, I do no, no. number, number seven was our boy Teddy Brown. Oh. First signature I ever got of the team bus in 1979 after the preseason game. Teddy Brown. Do you want me to sign that? Yeah, I do, Mr. Brown. What's your name, Andrew? Really? That's your name? What is that? And, and you know what's weird about that? After Ted Brown signed the thing, Randy Holloway signed it. Then I see this guy walking out smoking. And it was Jim Marshall. And I said to my brother, I was just like 13 at the time. I looked at my brother and I said, the Vikings smoke? <laughs> <laughs> but remember back then you could go right up to the buses and talk to these guys. You can't yeah. Ted Brown was seventh with 53. Next is Sammy White, number eight. Okay. He had 50. Next is Kyle Rudolph. Ooh, really? yes, that's, that's right. So we have We're an active guy. He's ninth all time, and number 10 is Tommy Mason from the old old school. Yeah, oh, 39. Yeah, okay. So 27 okay. plus 6, 33. You're within five of tying your record. All right. Last question. And it's Charger Hall of Favors. Oh god. <laughs> and I will give you a hint. There's ten on this list. There's eight players, there's one coach, and one GM. That's your hint. Eight are players, right. one is a coach, one is a GM. You need six for your new record, five to tie. Coach, coach, would, coach would have to be Don Coriel. Coach is Don Coriel. GM, Bobby Bethard. Yes. Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts. Um,
2: Fred Dean?
1: No. You only have one you only have one Mulligan left, and now you're within three of tying your record. Fred what? Dean was not on there. But what? Fred Dean? Fred Dean should be on. Fred Dean! He's a badass. Badass. Yeah. Uh Ladanian.
0: Lance
1: Allworth. Did you say Ladanian? Yes. Yeah. Ladanian's is on there.
0: Lance Allworth should be on there.
1: Lance Allworth is on there.
0: Junior Seah.
1: Oh, now there you You've just tied your record, 38. We need one more. Out of the four guys left on here. Oh. I, oh, I, wait, got, an idea. I got an idea. Wait, Fred Dean is on <laughs> here. He is? Ah, <laughs> 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 record. <laughs> Way to go, Ted. <laughs> It was right under this other name.
2: Uh, is is Charlie Joiner on there?
1: Dude, you guys got seven yes. of these fucking guys. Yeah, there's another one, Charlie Joyner. Watch Charlie Joyner play for twelve years, never missed a pass. Gates, best hands I've ever seen.
0: Antonio Gates. There is your Milton. He's still playing. He's still or is he? he? Just, just, just retired.
1: Well, he yeah, will well, be in the well, Hall of
0: Fame.
2: Um, who are we missing? I, I can't think of any, Is Louie Kelcher out there?
1: <laughs> no! What's <laughs> secret with Louie at Friars' nightclub? What's that? The the Chargers, after the game at Murphy Stadium, they used to go to this little pub right by Jack Murphy Stadium off Friars' Road, and it was called Friars. That was the name yeah. of the bar. And I met... Uh, my brother knows all these old Chargers. Doug Wilkerson, all those. Louis Kelcher, my brother still talks to Louis Kelcher. Really? And... Uh, that's, I went in there one day, and I got to meet him. It was a real big deal. They weren't Vikings, but uh, I got to meet him, and I was wearing my Viking hat. And uh, I think it was Kelcher who said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, really, they're a bunch of cool dudes. He was a great dude. Cool. He was, great. He was a he was a very good guy. Uh, the only ones you met, there's 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40 is your new record. Woohoo! So 40 is the new true record. The guys you missed were Ron Mix, Early '60s guy, AFL okay. guy, and Kellen Winslow.
0: Yes, oh, Kellen God. Winslow,
1: how, how do we, senior. How do we miss that one, Dave? Yes, that
0: we should beat ourselves.
1: Look at how many you knew, though. It's not even our team.
0: That's pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, but they were good players. Yeah, I mean, especially, when we growing up, we we looked at the stars across the league, and those were
1: guys that we looked at, especially Lance Alworth, Bambi. Have you ever had a chance to watch film on a wide receiver? A little that, bit, yeah. That dude. What's the shit? Excellent, you guys set a new record. Now we'll have to go for the twenty thousand dollar pyramid next next round. But all right, as usual, very impressed with the trivia knowledge of both of you guys. Well done. With that, it's time to wrap up the
0: show. But first, any spicy hot takes for this weekend?
1: Spicy hot take.
0: I uh, will have yeah. to have
1: one. I'll keep it bland. I'm going to I'm gonna say Rhodes gets an interception. That's what Spike you can think of, man. <laughs> I'm going to say Rhodes gets a pick. Okay. He hasn't got, we got one in the last 40 games, so he's due.
2: Uh, I'm going to say the Vikings' defense scores a touchdown this week. They, they, they've they been coming on. They've been getting some turnovers. Phillip, River, Phillip Rivers just kind of throws some bad passes, and I – it very well could be Rhodes that that gets not only the interception, but the score. But I think the Vikings defense is going to produce a touchdown this week.
1: I will not throw a flag on that spicy <laughs> take. That excellent take right there.
0: And I have none because mine are horrible. Other than Scott Backstrom and his tailgate master spices are the best. Best rubs, best additives, especially as you're going into the holiday season. You want to get that meat just perfect for your guests. <laughs> that's that's what she said.
1: I want it. <laughs> you know, it's always important to have your meat just perfect. <laughs> Come on, baby. Hey, you want the you want the score that the Viking uh, the Bunting computer spit out this morning? Yes, yeah. and remember this score. You can make money on this if you if you're a gambling type. Me, I don't gamble, but you may. <laughs> Vikings 23-20 to is what the computer said. Okay. And I am am thinking the Vikings are going to lose, so we're kind of at odds. I don't want to sound like a bummer guy, but this trip scares me. But I'm glad the computer said that. Computer's usually right.
0: Yeah, but I would think hopefully the offense scores more than that. Anyway.
1: What's the most we scored on the road this year?
2: They got 38 against – or no. Yeah, didn't they get in
0: the 30s against – 28 on Dallas, right? But we've gotten in the 30s a
1: couple times. You now this is a fourth, fourth ranked defense in the league. I'd be happy with 23. Yeah. I'd be happy with 10 if we won it. I mean, <laughs>
0: as long as we win, get the W.
1: Without a doubt. Sure, by the way. Thanks. Change that to a nine. Put a nine yes. on there.
0: Absolutely, a nine right here. And there's still a possibility of that if you go through all the playoff scenarios. We'll get into more of that next week. Let's let this weekend play out. Any last words there, Drew? Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, Viking. chats Chancy. Captain of the flip flop. Viking
0: scored forty-two in
2: Detroit earlier this year. Forty-two. Yeah. So let's let's go for forty-five on the road.
1: Imagine that.
2: <laughs> Super Bowl, homeboy. We'll see you in Miami. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go oh, my gang, let's win this game.